Grace to you and peace from God the Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The Magi are a mystery. No one knows exactly where they came from. And no one knows exactly just how they knew to head to Jerusalem. When out in the western sky they saw a new star had arisen. But here is what we do know, the facts as reported by Matthew. They were from the east, broad category. There were more than one of them, as the title Magoi suggests, the plural. They saw a special star, and thus concluded it belonged to the one who had been born king of the Jews. The Magi then were questioned secretly by Herod upon arriving in Jerusalem to find out the exact time of when the star had appeared. Herod then sent them off to Bethlehem, exhorting them to return to him upon finding the new king. As they were going on their way to Bethlehem, the star reappeared to them, previously had disappeared, and this caused them exceedingly great joy, Matthew makes a point to tell us. They then found the house where the child now was, and upon entering they see the child with Mary, his mother. And when they see the child there in the house, they fall down and worship him. They give them three gifts, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. After this, they departed from the house, began to make their return to Herod. But they are warned in a dream not to go back to Israel's king. So they go back home to the east by a different route that takes them not through Jerusalem. Now, this is about all that we know about the Magi. Now, from Daniel's writing back in the Old Testament, we know the Magi were a part of Nebuchadnezzar's group of advisors, those that he would turn to when he needed help interpreting dreams. Very common, especially in ancient times. Because of their location in Babylon, where Nebuchadnezzar is king, at the time of the Hebrews' exile there, many have surmised then that the Magi had exposure to the sacred writings of the Old Testament. So they very well may have been familiar with the prophecies concerning the coming of the long-awaited descendant of the great King David, whom they themselves were aware of as well. And while the Magi fall down in worship and in reverence to the boy who was king of the Jews, we cannot conclude, however, that the Magi knew all that lay ahead for Jesus. And yet their inclusion in the birth narrative by St. Matthew is intentional, and it is necessary for the revelation of the very mystery of Christ. Now here is the ultimate reality. What is true and what is real for everyone. Jesus was born 
into this world. The eternal Son of God became a human being, born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under the authority of the Roman governor, Pontius Pilate. He was rejected as a Messiah, as a prophet, by his own people, the Jews. He was crucified. His death on the cross paid the full price for all sins, as God declares it in His Word. And three days after His death, Jesus rose again from the grave. And His resurrection to that life assures eternal life to all those who believe these very things. There's more than enough solid evidence to support those truths. But because you and I were not there as it was so long ago, we are left to believe these things to be true. For we are not eyewitnesses, nor do we know firsthand any eyewitnesses, but we can read the accounts of those who bear witness to those things. That belief that you and I have is founded on those facts previously mentioned and thus recorded for us by those witnesses. Jesus was crucified. He died. He was buried. And He rose again three days later. And every sin ever committed is forgiven in Jesus. All sinfulness erased in His blood. And Jesus will return again on the last day. He will raise to new life all those who died believing in Him as the Savior and the Redeemer of all, true Son of God and true Son of Man. Now these things are real. They are the truth. Faith, belief in them, does not make them so. So they remain truth whether a person believes them or not. Such is the truth of all facts. And such is God's work for our salvation. True beyond compare in Jesus. And by His good grace, His love for His creation, God the Father Almighty has made known His plan for our salvation, and Jesus' accomplishing of that work. God has revealed these truths in His Holy Word. And so this is truly what we gather to celebrate in the season of Epiphany. For Epiphany means just that, a revelation, a manifestation, a making known of what cannot be seen. Jesus' work of salvation is revealed by God for all the people, and not just for the Jews. And this is one of those great truths that we glean from the story of the Magi. This is the mystery of Christ, of which St. Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 3. When you read this, he says, you can perceive my insight into the mystery of Christ. This mystery is that the Gentiles are fellow heirs, members of the same body, and partakers of the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. 
Now, you and I are here in this church as the people of God by faith in Jesus Christ. And that is because of the mystery of Christ. And such a teaching by St. Paul would be quite revolutionary for the Jewish people who would hear it. For as St. Paul says, this mystery that Jesus is for all people, it had not been made known fully in previous generations as it has been made known now through the apostles and the prophets. But those breadcrumbs of this revelation, of this truth, were laid out by God throughout history. The first promise of the Messiah goes all the way back to the very Garden of Eden, to Adam and Eve, who were not to be considered Jewish or Hebrews as were those who would come after them. But God promised Abraham, the first then of the Hebrew people, that all the nations of the world would be blessed through him. And the prophets thus foresaw that all nations would flood into Jerusalem, to that holy hill in worship of the one true God. All nations, not one. Now, as is true in many situations, the truth cannot be fully realized in the midst of the journey. You cannot make out the fullness of the forest while in the very midst of the trees. Or so the saying goes. It is only when one is able to look back upon all of the events leading up to that conclusion that one can see all of those pieces that had been laid out. The hints and the clues that had been dropped along the way. And because of the epiphany, the revelation of the Holy Scriptures about who Jesus is and what He has come to do, we can now see how all those pieces fit together. And looking back upon those Scripture passages of old, through the lens of Jesus Christ and of Him crucified, it truly unfolds a most glorious plan made known throughout the ages. God's plan of salvation was for everyone, for all the world. For it was one man who first sinned, the first man. And it would be one man who would give life to all. Through that first man came sin to everyone. And we all share his traits, no matter who we are. We share his corruption. We share his curse. We all fail as Adam did, struggle through this life, as Adam did. No two of us are alike, and yet we are all the same, all one people. And through the new man came life to all. And we share none of his righteousness in ourselves, Yet He freely gives His perfect righteousness to us. Jesus Himself never failed like we do. And yet He succeeded for us, on our behalf, in our stead. 
And he was tempted like we are in every way, yet he never once gave in. The Lord Jesus, as the perfect man, could not be any more different than we are as sinners. And yet he makes us all one by his holy word as he combines it with the simple substance of water in baptism. This life and this salvation, won by Jesus Christ on the cross, is for all people, for all our sinners. No one is excluded. No one is left out. For in regard to salvation, there is no distinction between ethnicities and cultures and genders. For sin unites us all. Death will claim us all. And so all are in need of forgiveness and of life. Now it has been said that all people love a good mystery. Probably not everyone, but many, for sure. But the desire to solve a problem, to figure out a solution, dwells within us all. And while cliffhangers do work so well in TV shows and in movies, with life, not so much. You do not want to be left hanging. You want certainty. You want resolution. You want finality. And in Jesus, you have it. That true finality, that epiphany that many before did not see. For you can see and you can believe what was leading Jesus throughout, the, throughout history. What was leading up to Jesus in the Scriptures. Like those before you, you do not yet know what the end will look like. And yet, the victory has been revealed. The mystery of Christ has been manifested all are redeemed by His holy blood. And those who trust this truth, who believe this truth, will live forever with Him. And on the last day, the mystery of what eternal life will be will finally be revealed. Until then, we rejoice in the epiphany of our Lord. And we enjoy the great feast of victory for our God. Alleluia. Amen. The peace that now passes all of our human understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus to life everlasting. Amen.